Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 344 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show has been fascinated by technology from an early age, from taking apart his Tamagotchi to creating a mobile game that went viral. He is the co-founder and CTO of AppSmith, an open source project built by engineers for engineers. It is now used by more than a thousand teams, employs people in eight countries, and has raised over $10 million in capital. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Arbid Mohan. Hey, Phil. Uh, thank you so much for having me on today. Oh, it's my pleasure to have everybody on the on the podcast, to be honest. but um, So first of all, Arbit, can you maybe tell us a little bit about the background to AppSmith and why, why you founded the company? Um, yeah, absolutely. So uh, AppSmith is an open source project uh, that's built by engineers for engineers. And uh, it's basically what uh, it falls into the category of what is called the, a low-code application builder platform. Uh, where you can basically drag and drop UI elements onto the screen, connect them to any API, any database that you have, private or public, and publish a web app really, really quickly. So it's super handy when you want to build you know, a lot of internal tools, any admin panels and you know dashboards uh, for your team or within your company. Uh, so it's super handy in those scenarios. Uh, yeah, so that's the whole gist of uh, AppSmith. And you know the reason that we kind of started with, uh, you know, with an open source project like this is because uh, over the past decade or so, I've w- dabbled in startups a lot. I've uh, you know co-founded uh, multiple startups, worked in early stage companies as well, and uh, through all these uh, through all these you know growing product teams, uh, I've ended up building a lot of uh, admin panels and dashboards in my time. And at one point, I just uh, got fed up, and uh, we said, you know, there has to be a better way than you know doing this from scratch each and every time. And uh, thus was born AppSmith. Right. Okay. Good. All right. So obviously, prior to AppSmith, presumably you you did work in the in the technology and and IT field. I know you mentioned you were involved in in startups. So, um, what is your background really? Where, where did you sort of get an interest in in technology? Yeah, so uh, I've been in software or tech uh, for you know from the beginning of my career, uh, which is like 13 years ago. So I've always been uh, bedazzled by the ability to create. So yeah. while initially I was dabbling in uh, you know hardware and robotics, uh, you know somewhere down the line uh, I decided, hey, you know, uh, software is probably the way to go, and I actually you know uh, stopped doing uh, hardware as much and you know put my heart and soul into into software uh, so so, yeah, so so my journey has largely been so been in and around software and uh, yeah as a kid right from you know being a child uh, i've always been fascinated by with technology and i would take apart uh, just about every uh, you know device in the house 
I've uh, taken apart VCRs and, you know, at those times there were CRT monitors, uh, Tamaguchis, uh, you know, people's uh, friends' computers, uh, which they weren't too happy about because uh, I, while I knew how to disassemble stuff, uh, I hadn't learned the skill to assemble it back again. <laughs> so so we've had yes. to buy uh, multiple, uh, you know, VCR recorders. Uh, you know, my dad had to buy multiple VCR recorders uh, in his day. And uh, yeah, so, so that's when, you know, I've always been fascinated by by the green chip that was almost always inside all of these, uh, in, inside of the, all of these devices. Uh, and that was the microcontroller, the board itself. And uh, I remember I was maybe, you know, eight or 10 years old. And I remember being super fascinated by the fact that, you know, this little green chip uh, controls everything uh, that I see or do on my computer or on my VCR. I can watch movies. I can play Road Rash, uh, which was a big game back in the day. Uh, and it was all just powered by this green chip. And uh, since then, I've always been fascinated with the idea of building on top of uh, what the green chip could power. Good. Okay, right. Fine. All right. So, Arpit, can you share with us a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of and how it should be? Yeah. Uh, so, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of us who get started with, uh, you know, with software, with tech, uh, we focus a lot, you know, software engineers or IT engineers end up focusing a lot on the code itself. You know, what was what does the code look like or what does the tool look like? Uh, while I think, you know, as, you know, as, as engineers, we should focus a lot more and invest in soft skills or, you know, in the teams and the peoples around the us and lesser on the code or the architecture itself. Uh, because what tends to happen after a period of time is, you know, a lot of people end up being senior engineers, but junior humans, uh, while it should be the other way around. Uh, and if you look at any other great artist, you know, IT or, you know, software for that matter, it's all about taking pride in the craftsmanship, in the craft that you are, you know, investing your time and energy in. And if you look at all the great artists, uh, they take pride in, you know, the tools that they use, you know, the paintbrush that they have or the guitar that they have. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, they all know that it's a tool. That's not what makes the musician a musician or the artist an artist. And they don't credit the paintbrush or the guitar for their success. Um, and similarly, folks in IT uh, should focus a lot more on the teams and communicating with them and being able to work with uh, people around you because uh, that is what will you know, get them, uh, get you as an IT engineer ahead in life is when you can uh, build trust with the team. Yeah, that's that's very good. In, in terms of what you do, do you do anything specifically to to help you to do this? Uh, yeah, so this realization has come a little later in my life, uh, in my career, and uh, since over the past, like you know, I think four or five years, I've tried to get a lot better at uh, how I communicate. Uh, I've been reading a lot on uh, how managers. Uh, manage teams, how leaders uh, lead teams. Uh, at one point, I have uh, also gone and literally uh, seen, I think I would have seen maybe 60% or 70% of all of Barack Obama's speeches as well, just to learn from, you know, like, who's the greatest orator or who's the greatest communicator out there. 
and I was like, oh, you know, it's Obama. He's the president of the United States. So let's learn what we can from him. And uh, so, so it's been a lot of just focusing on how uh, I'm expressing, uh, especially at different points when, you know, there are different emotions that are running through you. Uh, it might be a crisis mode. It might be, you know, you might be in peacetime. You're just trying to find alignment with, you know, different stakeholders. So different moments call for maybe slightly different modes of communication, but just being very conscious about how and what you are seeing uh, uh, is, is that's something I've been working on uh, quite extensively over the last few years. Right. Okay. Fine. All right. So, Arpit, can you share with us your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? Okay. Worst uh, moment. Uh, I think this would be very common to most folks in IT is I ran a delete query on a production database and I put the semicolon before the where clause. So I just said delete from DB, uh, delete from table, uh, the orders table, unfortunately, and I didn't have a where clause. So this ended up wiping all the orders that we had in our system uh, for the past, I think, six months or so. Uh, and uh, to top it all, I, I was I was the CTO, I was the founder, and I ran this query. Uh, so uh, it was not a pretty morning. And the moment I pressed enter, I you know, you, you kind of feel that pit in your stomach uh, when you see the delete query succeed and you see, you know, 100,000 rows get deleted. Uh, it's it's that pit in the stomach uh, sort of sank in like nearly, I think, five seconds later, I realized what had happened. Um, so, yeah. So and uh, since this was uh, early in my career uh, and this was the first startup that we were doing, uh, I did not understand the, the importance of backups. So we didn't have any backups. We didn't have any secondary controls to prevent such incidents. And uh, But fortunately, our last backup was from seven or 10 days ago uh, when we were doing some migration and we had taken a DB backup. So thankfully, we kind of restored up to seven to 10 days ago. And then I had to write a you know, very embarrassing email to all our vendors, to all our customers, asking them to tell us what they had ordered from us so that I could manually go and insert it back into the database. Uh, so, yeah, so I basically recreated uh, a lot of the database by asking our customers, hey, you know, you ordered something from us. Can you please tell us what you ordered? Um, so, yeah, so embarrassing moment. Indeed. I mean, it's not unusual. That, that's, that's, um, been, that sort of story has come up a number of times on various, various episodes of the podcast. But, but what did you learn? What, what do you do differently now? Uh, okay, so the the few things that we do differently now is a if there is a database or file system for that matter, the first thing that happens uh, that I do is set up a backup, a backup policy and a retention policy. So that's the first thing that I do now. Uh, the second is uh, is testing the restore because uh, there has been another moment where we were taking backups, but we realized that the format was corrupted and we couldn't restore. So the other thing that I do is I insert some dummy data, wait for a day, uh, ensure that the you know the backup policy is working, restore it just to see if it works, and then push it to production. So then push that DB instance uh, to production. So that's the first thing that I do. Uh, the other is uh, uh, access control to databases directly. 
uh, is something that I've learned to control a lot. So I, um, it, within our company, it's a little bit like pre, uh, you know protecting your family jewels, where limited people have access, direct access to the database, and any and all information flowing uh, through the database is through uh, APIs, through a secondary layer which uh, has these controls inbuilt. So, so no direct access to databases, uh, especially for delete, like especially for that one command. Yes, indeed. Yeah, fine. Okay, well, let's try to move to something maybe more positive. So can you tell us about your career highlight? Yeah, so uh, prior to starting AppSmith, uh, we were actually running uh, a mobile gaming uh, company, a mobile game. And uh, through a stroke of absolute, I think, you know, good fortune, we ended up going viral. And uh, our user base started to uh, scale very, very rapidly. Uh, so we grew to about a million downloads on the Google Play Store. Uh, we had 120,000 uh, daily active users. And all of this happened within a span of, I think, three or four months. Um, so at that point, our engineering team comprised a sum total of four people. You know, there were two server-side engineers and two mobile engineers. Uh, so just keeping the lights on at that point was really, really hard. Uh, it was a period of, you know, there was intense you know, learning uh, and growth uh, just to understand how to keep up with the pace. And because it was a mobile game, our peak periods used to happen in over the weekends. So there were no weekends off as well. So for six months or so, uh, I think the entire team barely took any weekends, uh, which is a terrible way to run a team. It's a, I, I, I do not recommend it uh, to anybody. But uh, at that point, uh, that's what we did. And uh, and, yeah, and uh, while we were kind of battling, you know, uh, you know, bots uh, on the on the platform, uh, trying to scale our servers to handle the traffic that was coming in. We also had to end up building. Uh, we had to end up building admin panels and dashboards for our support team because we were getting about three thousand emails a day, and while this represented only three percent of our user base, just being able to answer or respond to three thousand emails uh, each and every single day was really really hard. And so, and that, by the way, was the the genesis of AppSmith. Uh, today uh, yeah so that's uh, a career highlight is being able to learn and scale to 120000 uh, concurrent uh, users uh, with four engineers yeah very impressive that's very good yeah okay so arpia what excites you about the future of the it and tech industry and, and careers in this field in particular so uh, i'm going to quote mark anderson uh, who said uh, this i think 10 or 11 years ago, uh, he has this very famous quote where he says, software is eating the world. So I'm very, very optimistic uh, about a career in IT because uh, if you look at software or IT, the potential to uh, discover or scale solutions uh, that software has, a lot of physical brick and mortar or manufacturing companies uh, just cannot do. You know, you just cannot do what Google does at the scale at which it does if you were a brick and mortar uh, store. And uh, 
And what all these brick and mortar stores are also doing, uh, you know, uh, or more traditional companies are doing is that they're leveraging IT and software as their superpower. Uh, that is why, you know, if you look at Tesla, uh, which is, you know, uh, I think uh, the most uh, modern car company out there, for all practical purposes, I would actually call it a software company that just happens to be building cars. It's, uh, I think Elon Musk has taken a computer, put four wheels on it and said, hey, you know, this is a car. And uh, and a decade ago, if you look at the top companies in NASDAQ as well, earlier they used to be oil companies, uh, banking firms, et cetera. Today, they are almost all software companies. So uh, that's why I think, you know, a, a career in IT is, uh, I'm very, very optimistic about a career in IT uh, because I think it's it's, that's where the future is. Good. Yeah, glad to hear that. Good. Excellent. Okay, so we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Yeah, absolutely. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Uh, The ability to create. Uh, I'm a builder by heart, so just the ability to create is what attracted me here. Good. Okay, and what is the best career advice you've ever received? Um, Make your manager look good. Uh, this doesn't mean that you let your manager take credit for your work or, uh, or let them, you know, uh, write a slipshod over you, but it means that, uh, anybody that you are reporting to, uh, ensure that they are proud when they talk about you. And this is what gets you promoted. So if you make your manager look good, trust me, you will get promoted. Yes. And what is the worst career advice you've received? Uh, focusing on, uh, there was one, uh, you know, one gentleman who told me very early that uh, to focus on the money and the compensation, uh, and you just take the job that pays you the most. And I think that's uh, not so great advice. So while money is important, and that's obviously like important to our lives, but that's not the only proxy to a good career because more money in a team might just mean that you're compromising on a lot of other things. You may be compromising on time with family or your mental health, etc. So take all of those things into account. So don't just focus on the highest paying job that you're getting at any given point. If you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? Uh, I'd focus a lot more on trying to understand the internals of a system. Uh, It took me a while to, to not be afraid about reading library code or code written by other people. So I think that stunted my learning quite a bit in in the initial few years of my career. So if I was to do it all over again, I would get rid of the fear of, you know, reading or trying to look underneath the hood and reading other people's code. Yeah. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? Uh, I think the biggest ones are, you know, trying to be a better leader and communicating more effectively with the entire team, you know, communicating more consistently and effectively with the entire team. Yes. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Uh, The ability to write long-form written formats like a memo. Uh, So while a lot of people can communicate well over a Slack message uh, itself, but being able to crystallize my thoughts uh, in a long-form memo, uh, which has a structure to it, that I think has been like very critical i feel that has been critical to my uh, ability to kind of succeed or move forward and what do you do to keep your own career energized uh, read 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 
uh, read code, read books, uh, read uh, blogs, just just read. And what do you do in your spare time away from technology? Uh, I try to run uh, as much as I possibly can. So I try to do about uh, 5K a couple of times a week. And apart from that, the last couple of years, uh, been spending a lot of time with my family, realized the importance of family. Uh, so just been spending a lot of time with them. Okay. And Arpik, can you share with us a parting piece of career advice? Uh, I'm going to circle back to the read thing because I think it's so important that I would just circle back and say, uh, and I encourage folks to to read because the more you read, the better you write. So, and this applies to everything across the board, you know, reading code, reading, you know, resources, memos or Bill Gates memos or blogs, etc. Because the more you kind of read uh, what other people or, you know, the, the top performers in your field are doing, your brain automatically starts to uh, understand what good, you know, quote unquote, good means. And automatically, when you're trying to write the next time, uh, that's what your brain will start producing. So the more you kind of read, let's say, Obama's speeches, uh, you start writing or talking like him. And uh, that's one. And the other is reading is the quickest way to absorb information. You can read 10 times or 20 times faster than you can listen to a podcast or, you know, even if you double the speed on the podcast, you're just reading speeds are incredibly hard, incredibly higher. So you'll just be able to absorb a lot more information in a much smaller span of time. Good. All right. Um, Arpit, how can we find out more about you and connect with you? Uh, so uh, I'm available on Twitter. Uh, my handle is Mohan Arpit. You can always email me at arpit at the rate uh, appsmith.com. Uh, and otherwise, you can always check out uh, appsmith.com, which is our open source uh, project itself. Uh, and there's a lot more information on uh, our website about uh about the founders, about us itself. So yeah, I'm mostly available on Twitter and email. Great. Arpit, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, Phil. Uh, thank you so much. Hi, Phil here again. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e and the number of the episode you've been listening to. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every Monday. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.